0: Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always professional. What, what the? Story fuck is, is classic, even happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical claim. and it's Pokemon Snap. Yeah, if you're pressed to take, uh-huh. <laughs> like, what <Bloody> is going, buddy? I was on. I was on edibles. Not a pornography, this is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. Thanks. It's a duck. Welcome to Two Dads in a Podcast. The Guardian's Daughter. Yes, the podcast is the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a special episode. Oh, out. Oh, look, you got a little uh thingy, you got a copy of the book there on the on the live stream. And this is, uh, that's going to go over so well for the podcast. They can, uh, just, maybe we can put that as the, the no thumbtack as the thumbtack, so, the, the, yeah. yes, the thumbnail, thumbnail technology, you hammer it like a nail and it's thumbnail. You know and... I am a, uh, young looking 55 <laughs> years old and I don't know how technology works. <laughs> Um, so today we get to interview the author of The Guardian's Daughter and do a little Q&A or AMA or PVC um, or PDF, uh, um, LSD, <laughs> uh, <so> PCP. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gallon of that shit. Tonight. So A.M. McPherson is our guest today, and we're excited <laughs> to start this and get a little bit of an uh, in-depth look of how you actually go about making a book. Because it was my understanding. Well, she doesn't make the book. She she wrote it. And- no, oh, actually, I'm back book.
1: here gluing the pages together one by one. And shooting
0: was, them out. Uh, <laughs> I was going <gonna> <laughs> is crazy good. Cause,
1: I know, um, right?
0: <laughs> almost looks like a machine did it.
1: I know. I'm just that talented.
0: <laughs> you should. You should see what the house looks like. I'm a, papers <laughs> everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: Richard, Richard actually doesn't. I mean, my son doesn't have a bedroom anymore. He just sleeps in the garage. It's a painting press.
0: It's a pretty. It's, it's kind of like an episode of horror. That's not true. Um, no one believed that please.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, oh man. I guess when 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 you're starting. Writing a book. Did did you do a lot of creative writing early on before you started like actually getting the ideas together for the book? Or... Well, you know, Joe, that's a very good question, and I I did some when I was. <laughs> oh, oh, you were asking. I would just um, run into the other room and unplug his microphone, and just take um, away I think I from I might to need that. to.
1: <laughs> so am I? Am I allowed to talk, honey? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you for I that. give you permission.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: I will permit this. Thank you. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for today. Uh, <laughs> thank you thank so you. much for coming <laughs> on, this honey. to is... get
1: beat. <laughs> Tired dad is seen his last moment. <laughs> <laughs> Tired dad but... is finally
0: getting the sleep he's asked for
1: <laughs> for so long. <laughs> um But to, hey, to answer your question to Joe what helped the ratings?
0: If murder <laughs> helped the ratings? <laughs>
1: Live murder podcast. <laughs> oh, that could be catchy, you know? Live, <laughs> live murder
0: podcast. Wait a second. Now back I'm to the gonna, question. I'm gonna make so much money off of you too. Uh and <laughs> when I cover the story. He's gonna you know, license out the movie rights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so before um, I actually got hardcore into writing The Guardian's Daughter. I hadn't really done any creative writing for quite some time. Um, I did do some back in college for a hot moment. I wrote this great book, uh, a chapter to this great book called The Drama Queen. It was great. It was gonna be the next American classic until my class was like, um, what the hell? <laughs> um, so I kind of put my writing pen down for a little while. But um, so when I started back up with trying to write this, you know, I did a lot of brainstorming on it and. I had to write a lot of chapters to figure out exactly how I wanted to write it and the story I wanted to write, which poor um, tired dad had to read many, many beautiful copies of that story. <laughs> it, it was great, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I mean, it
0: was. I only read like a hundred drafts or so.
1: It, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. Um, but then, you know, while I was writing this, I decided to go back to school to finish my degree. So when I went back, I ended up taking another creative writing class um, at that point, which helped me figure out a few other little things which was good but up until that moment like i said it'd been a long time since i actually had sat down and tried to write anything and it mainly was also rooted back into also um like i mentioned um earlier in another podcast um that um in high school i felt like i couldn't write very well because my teachers always just seemed to put me down sometimes and i don't it was just more i just needed to take the time to learn more and i always just kind of gave up really quickly so but yeah poor tired dad had to read a lot of drafts. A lot of drafts.
0: <laughs> why do you think I'm so, tired? Um, not because I'm a dad. <laughs> he had
1: to read all these drafts.
0: It's really all reading. the
1: book's fault. All of it.
0: <laughs> he's you. You know, he just has a manga like on top of the pages while he's reading, and, and really...
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't. That's why you always say it's fine, huh? <laughs> Giving away my secrets. You know.
0: I, <laughs> has a very singular character, and I think he needs to be born dynamic. Wait a second. <laughs> I I have to ask because uh, TD and I are not the great greatest at promoting. Not that we're like bad, but we're pretty bad at it. You seem to do a lot to promote. It looks like it's a lot of work. Well, How much work do you put into promoting it to become successful? Not not just that, because like I. I I joke around and do like promo Joe stuff, but it's not, none of it's taken seriously. Do you want the job or not? I want the job. I
1: always want, want to
0: that. promote us.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, I did just quit my job as a marketing director. So my schedule is open more, <laughs> but you know, that's the thing honestly with social media and I had to learn to honestly, you know, I, I kind of feel like I cheated the system a little bit because I did do marketing um for my day job as well. Totally different. <laughs> Different, you know, field of work, of course, because when one's, you know, trying to do book promotion and one's doing financial promotion, it's like, hey, you need a loan to buy shit you don't need? Yes, come here. You know, like, you know, fun times. Right, but uh, right. <laughs> but the thing is with um, social media, it honestly is a job on its own. You know, and I was fortunate in the sense when I started um, the one thing on Instagram, there's a great writing community on there. They're very supportive. And I managed to tap right. into that. But the biggest thing is you have to do with social media, you know, entire dad and I talked about this all the time, is you have to get the people to care about you first. When they're invested in you and they can relate to you, they're more open to learning more about you and what you're trying to do and to support you, which is what helped, which is what helped me the most in the end right now because I took the time, you know, I've been on Instagram, oh, it's been well over a year and a half now. Like it took me a year and a half to build, you know, I'm shy about 2000 followers right now. But to be honest, in Instagram terms, that's still a small amount of followers compared to some of the bigger people on there. And, you know, there's some, like, I have some great Instagrammer friends who, you know, started, be, you know, after I did, but they've already surpassed me and they have, like, 2,500. And, I, you know, it's hard not to play the comparison game all the time of, what am I doing wrong, and what are they doing right? I don't get like you don't understand it sometimes, but it really is just you I don't know you got understand
0: guys... a lot of things, a lot of times. yeah, it's so. it's hard.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's really it, it is hard because everyone I feel like on social media is trying to be like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. But um, I think I, the true sense I of do it look is, look at
0: you, the podcast. I'm not talking about you,
1: tired dad. Oh. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you gotta. You know, just like anybody, I know me personally, I don't want things always shoved in my face to try to be sold to. You know, you want to be able to relate to a person, and when you're able to relate to them and connect with them on um, an emotional level, you're more prone to support that person. I know that personally even like with different YouTubers I support, you know, I really enjoyed their content. I feel like I relate to them. So I'm more I, you know, support them on Patreon for that.
0: So that's where I went wrong because I just kept opening the podcast on my phone and shoving it into (laughs) people's faces. I mean
1: that's (laughs) probably not a good
0: not a good thing. (laughs) And they're just like I can't hear it. Like (laughs) you see See what's funny, funny over the the last few years, you know, I've I've helped tired mom out by by giving her some of this advice and you know you know looking through and kind of helping Said her that we
1: talked about it good sir
0: help, <laughs> well yeah i mean we talked about it and, and you know i helped you kind of figure out some of this stuff and i still can't get us past 100 fucking followers <laughs> <laughs> well
1: All you right. know and sometimes it is just hard it is it is honestly hard and the one thing too that plays into fake and uh, to factor here too is honestly that good old algorithm with most of the stuff. Like, if you're not consistent with your feed and you po- you don't post every day or not consistently, the algorithm's going to kill you. Like, no matter, say you even post straight for two weeks and you're doing great, but then you skip a week and you go back, the algorithm doesn't care. It's, it's You're more likely than to lo- lose your followers and not have your stuff shown to them all because of that. You have to be consistent and you have to keep doing it. And that's where it does get hard sometimes if you're trying to balance it with everything else you're yeah, doing I'm in your life. Yeah, I'm tired for that shit. Well, you know, I get up usually at 6.30 in the morning and I spend the first 30 minutes to an hour of my morning usually typing up an Instagram posts, figuring I, out the image I want to use. And that's I, why I, I, know, like, I have a whole bunch of selfies and other images stored on my phone to just use as backup, <laughs> but I don't feel like doing a fresh image that day. But i like, wake up in the morning
0: do, and though. open up my phone and Instagram's opened up. So <laughs>
1: it's like, wait a second,
0: am I sleep Instagramming again? <laughs>
1: Well it's even like, you know, when I did my release day post, I spent literally like two, three hours trying to get the perfect photo for my release and it worked out pretty well. I got for me, like likewise, I got over two hundred twenty likes, I think, on it. Which it took, was huge for me. I took seventy-five um,
0: yet, pictures and she didn't use one of them.
1: I didn't like them. So I you know, I spent you know you know like legitimately I took thing over thing. seventy-five pictures. <laughs> It wasn't good, man. I well, just, you know just what? Just You're supposed to point the camera at
0: her, not at yourself. Oh,
1: that's
0: where I messed up. Oh. But next time. Yeah, it's a, it's a next lot of time work. on Two Dads and a, Wait.
1: <laughs> God so, damn it, tired dad.
0: <laughs> concerning the book itself, I, I can see at the bottom of the cover, it says book one of the Stolworth Chronicles. Is this a book that the ending sort of wraps up neatly? Or is it leading to the next step?
1: So the first book, it does wrap up neatly some made, probably like the one major plot point throughout the whole book, which is mainly revolving around Ember and Aiden. But there's a lot of other subplots going on that are not resolved that will, that go over to the next book. So I try to try to find a good balance between wrapping up a couple loose ends and making sure like the major the one major arc throughout the whole plot, the whole book yeah. was satisfied for the reader. So it didn't feel like you're being gypped, but also I can't wrap up everything because, well, there's going to be three more books. So, you know, I really, I feel like I have gotten um, reviews saying, um I have gotten feedback that I did do a good balance with that. Like I said, there's some things that are wrapped up and there's some things that are not. And that's because you you have to do that with books. You know, there's a reason why in Harry Potter we don't learn how much about Voldemort until like what book three or four? I feel like.
0: Yeah, I never made it <laughs> that. Far. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought you far said far. you read the book
1: five, <laughs> <laughs> There's.
0: I just I just say things. I, oh, I, I got anymore. you. I got you. Um, that, that that's why I, I do the the sort of podcast thing. I can just say whatever I want. I don't I don't have to tell the truth. Um, <laughs> It's true. So it's or true, is it? <laughs> <laughs> or is it?
1: I lied. Petrovsky over here says that's was a lie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they were. They were probably. I man, I remember reading at least like five different final chapters. You know, yeah. trying to help get that balance between major cliffhanger versus wrapping everything up and not really leaving a lot open. So like, it it definitely. Uh, to kind of piggyback what she was saying, like, they it, it it is a balance. it's a big balancing act well yeah, first
1: is- I'm not gonna lie i when I first draft, I actually did kind of leave it on a huge cliffhanger, um, but then I decided like no, I need to wrap it up Wait, slightly you're so like I,
0: what am I doing writing an episode of fucking lost here, what am I doing with this <laughs> an episode well of then Heroes? what ended up actually
1: happening was i I tweaked it some to leave it you know not as open, but it was still a little more open. But I got a lot, um, I did beta reading. And from my beta readers, I got feedback. They were like, you know, I felt like this was cut off a little too quickly. So After I got that feedback, I was like, you know, I really need to think about this. And so I ended up adding like, I think it was three more chapters to the end of it. Mm -hmm. And I was much more satisfied with the ending result. And I was like, yes, this does feel, it does feel right. But it took me a little bit to figure out how to wrap it up well enough for it being a first book, but also being the first book of a series.
0: Right, right. And uh, I just realized Lost is almost now a 20-year-old reference. I've never
1: seen Lost, so...
0: (laughs) I haven't either, but I I know (laughs) all about the... Wasn't there a big monster
1: or something on the island? Am I thinking of something else? I didn't finish
0: it. I don't finish a lot of things. (laughs) 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 Too many cliffhangers, man.
1: Like that bowl of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) I keep seeing stuff about cereal. I don't know.
0: (laughs) so, So that'll lead me into my next question, which is one that I actually... Ask a lot in interviews, but for that one, it's talking about their physical voice. But for you, there's a, a sort of voice when it comes to writing something. How long did it take you to develop your style, your voice, and do you like it? Or and if you do, was there a struggle to get to like your own voice within writing?
1: Took me a long. It did take me quite some time. I think it probably took me up the probably a full crap probably like eight months maybe ten months even to figure out exactly how I want to write it.
0: Fucking perfectionist that guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So anyways but it probably took me eight to ten months to exactly figure out how I want to write it because I kept debating about like the tense I wanted to write it in the point of view I wanted to write it in so I like I seriously would write like half the book to realize like wait I don't like this point of view and I would have to go back and change it all which it was so much work you know and poor tired dad had to keep reading each of those drafts i'd be like what do you think of this what do you think of that and uh it took me a long time to figure that out and develop it but once i got it down it was pretty much just finding like your favorite sweater and then you just want to never take it off because it fits so perfectly and you're very comfortable with it and that's how i feel now with writing like i have my style down i know exactly how i want to write it i'm very comfortable with it um i i you know, I I know I can of course perfect it more and I can still learn more, but I am very comfortable with it and how I've wrote the how I've written the book.
0: Well, as a young writer and uh, this is your first, you know, book series, uh, when you come to another book series, do you think you'll keep that that voice or do you think you'll try To um, approach it in more of a, I I guess, organic way and see what comes of it.
1: Yeah, I have dabbled a little bit in doing um, a little bit of a different voice already um, because I've started a side series called The Adventures of Lime, which is based off of a little rock golem character inside the Guardian's Daughter. And I did that in a different way to pretty much push myself to learn how to write a little bit differently. And it's a little bit harder to write first-person point of view from a rock golem's point of view because <laughs> you know when he was first created it's not like he would know english language very well right. um, so i had to get yeah. really creative with that to be honest it would come down more because i do have an idea of once i'm done with the stalwart chronicles which keep in mind this it's probably going to take me quite some time because i have a whole bunch of ideas or side stories with it right, um, right. i but there's a, a ghost detective series i have ideas about that i want to do after this one and i'm not 100 sure how i'd write it. No. I. More than likely.
0: Is that a detective that solves like ghost mysteries or is that a ghost who is a detective?
1: A ghost who is a detective.
0: Ah, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, it to I mentioned. It's funny. I mentioned this in
1: another <laughs> um, interview, and they asked me the same thing, and I was like, oh, "I didn't even think about like it was like a detective doing ghost stories." I was like, "No, it's actually like a ghost detective." Um, it's a ghost so detective
0: to... doing ghost stories. He solves all the mysteries, <laughs> but nobody in the series can see
1: ghosts, and so none of those. Yeah, though that's pretty been... much that's pretty much it. It's like you know, there's this <laughs> ghost detective who. You know, I have an idea of the backstory, but, you know, is trying to figure out ways because she's solving these mysteries and she's like, but how can I get people to know what's going on? I'm a how ghost, do I you reach know,
0: these kids.
1: So, you know, that's where it comes through. <laughs> you know, there make, might be like
0: the TV ghost static okay, yeah. like, Well,
1: you know, there might be some possession. There might be some writing on the walls. Literally, you know what I mean? Like, you know, different fun ideas like that. So that's something like I've been it's been the back of my mind, like slightly brainstorming, but I'm so focused on right. the Stalworth chronicles world it's hard for me to i'm the kind of person like i get focused on one thing i want to finish that one thing get it done yeah. before i move on to the next so that's Honestly. how i am with it, with this I, I wish I was is. that way.
0: I would, I would have finished so many more video games. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes it's hard once once you get uh, uh, into that focus and frame of mind to then distract yourself with something else. Um, did you ever, or I'm, I'm sure you did, but how often did you ever reach a point where you had to walk away from it for a while and not even think about it? Because that happens as a musician to me all the time. I will get writer's block and I will shove something away and then discover it again a few months later. And my energy for that will be revitalized. Did that happen during your writing process? I I wish that happened during the writing process. I
1: was just going to say, actually, (laughs) with with me, because I've had people ask me before, like, how you get through writer's block. And for me to get how I deal with writer's block is I keep working. I will... If I can't figure out something that I'm trying to figure out in that one scene, I'll just put in like a little insert like, you know, so and so did so and so and then skip to the next scene <laughs> yeah. to then work on it and try to keep, you know,
0: there were there were so many I- drafts I would I would be reading through and it would be like insert description here and I was like, "Ooh, that's a really good description." <laughs>
1: But, again. that's. But you know, if I would get hung up on something or I wasn't quite sure, I'd be like, you know what, I don't have to figure this out right now. I can move on and figure out the next thing. So I would just keep working on the stuff I knew I was for sure about. Then there's like one chapter I was just writing recently I kind of struggled with. I just kept going back and playing with it. Like I would flesh out, I would just write it really rough, figure it out and then go back in and kind of just fill it in as much as I could, leave it for a day, work on something else, go back, fill it in some more, tweak it, cut out, and be like, okay, no, this doesn't work. Me just walking away from something causes me more stress than sitting down there and just trying to figure it out. And don't get me wrong, like if I would reach a point where I'm like, okay, I do think I just should maybe wait a day and look back at this with fresh eyes, I'll do that. But I can't just let like, sit there for like a month and not look at it to write or anything like that. Like for me to get through a writer's block is to just keep working and getting through it that way. That
0: that would have given me a break. See, I, I wish I was brave enough to, to approach a <laughs> writer's block like that. I, I'm, I really, I have too much fear to that. Whatever I come up with will be shit and I'll hate it. And then I will get down on myself. So that that's a really brave thing to do to just push through
1: you know, like, I've told a lot of other people, because I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they, you know, either feel stupid or they're scared going to be shit. And it's like, you know, no one's yeah, looking yeah. over your shoulder while you're doing this. Like, it's all you. Like, I never had this. Sh- that is. Uh, you know,
0: <laughs> you're
1: know, I'm, yeah, I'm used to him. But, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, to be honest, though, there's no one there looking over your shoulder while you write, write something bad. Write something stupid. Who cares? Like, that's going to help you learn and develop and make it better. Better if you don't get that out, you're never you're never gonna know what you can do. So, like it can be intimidating at first, but that's the biggest thing. I'm like, no one's watching you do this, right? Just just do it, you know. Just do it.
0: (laughs) Uh, You see, you say (laughs) that for for those of you who are just listening, she she flexed in front of the (laughs) the camera. Just do it, the Hulk style, Hulk smash style. Um, so. Is there any aspirations for a comic book in your future?
1: God. I As a comic book
0: nerd, I have to ask.
1: I mean, to be honest, have I thought about it? Yes. But I'm also like, I have very little monies, and I don't know anybody who would want to draw this out into a comic book. So, um, Probably not anytime soon, unless I sell that 20,000 copies. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Hashtag get AM to 20,000.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pay our bills for us, please.
1: <laughs> Mama needs the right book, too.
0: <laughs> so, uh, give us a little bit of rundown without spoiling the book because we don't want to do that. But give us a little rundown of some, some of the characters in the book. Oh, so- you, you went on to characters. I was just about to start in a world full of abilities. <laughs>
1: i know i thought he was gonna ask for a basic description and yeah, he got just
0: read the blur <laughs> no, he, he asked a legitimate question instead of a like,
1: question he's not that's softball true.
0: what did you get out of me is i i get I, I i never go where you expect me to go that's the type of I'll have to re- remember I that's
1: your that's your motto that's your slogan <laughs> so um the two there's two main characters in the book goes between their point of view um ember volterra and aiden styles Ember is the daughter of two guardians who got murdered when she was younger, which she actually witnessed live on TV. Yeah, they're dead. So because of the world, how it's set up, um, it is in a world full of abilities. Um,
0: In a world full of abilities.
1: Will you shut up, babe?
0: No, he he doesn't (laughs) know that. I I don't. You should know by now. Um. We've been together for how long? (laughs) I, I know. know we've been together since like <laughs> elementary school, but you yeah, know, I mean, there's, Joe and I have been together longer.
1: <laughs> I, I understand. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. But um, in the world, so some people choose to use their abilities to be guardians to help protect the city, whereas other people kind of have normal jobs. Um, because in the world, abilities are the norm, so it was kind of a look at like what would happen if abilities are just normalized. Like, would and everyone just be heroes? You know? Special. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. But actually, Art it's. Syndrome. <laughs> but pretty much, um, I created a world where, you know, like Aiden's mom, she has the power to fly. And so she is actually a supervisor at an airport. Like she.
0: Spoilers. It's,
1: it's, that's not really a huge spoiler. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like it it's literally. Like,
0: I'm flipping through it, it's literally on page two. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like, you know, if there's a problem with the plane, which actually I don't think I delve too far into the details with, but like she's a technician also, like she'll fly up to help the planes. Like, you know, I try to do unique things different twists and turns with abilities like that to be like how they would be considered more normalized in a normal society like this. But anyways, um, so Ember being the daughter of these famous guardians who are murdered, um, she tends to shy away for quite some time away from the world because the press really wants to come after her and find out if she's going to be a guardian like her parents. So she kind of stays to herself until she eventually decides she wants to go to university and where that's where she meets Aiden at. Whereas Aiden... He, um, I can't get too much into his story without giving too much away, but he pretty much, he's striving to be a hero. He was inspired by the Guardians he grew up watching and interacting with, so to say. And when he meets Ember, he's tormented because there's a secret he was instructed to keep that revolves around her. But he, he tries to stay away, but he ends up, you know, struggling with those emotions throughout the whole book of wanting to be closer to her, but hiding something from her but you know he's a very hard-working individual he he's very honorable you know one of those good strapping young men who tries to do it but he also struggles um, with depression and anxiety really bad so it kind of goes through his struggles with that how you know back even when he was younger his family went through family therapy because his dad used to have drinking problems because his dad actually is somebody who doesn't have abilities which is unnormal in this world it's very very rare for that to happen. But because his dad didn't have abilities, and, you know, he was married to somebody who does, and his kid having abilities, he kind of took it hard and created this drinking problem. But, you know, his family went through therapy. So my book takes a really deep look at mental health and all the aspects around that as well. Then there's a couple fun side characters. Um, The two, I'll just get kind of like the two main side characters. There's Stella Morris, who has the abilities to create little rock golems which her she created Lime. He's just a little limestone golem who um, she created. It was her first creation and she never had the heart to put him back to sleep, so to say. So he's always there causing a little mischief. He's loosely based off of my son. And then the other kind of uh, main side That's character would, That's <laughs> would be um, oh would be Billy he, uh He's Aiden's best friend. He's been there helping Aiden throughout everything um, with Aiden going through some severe depression and all that. And he has ability, his skin is always constantly shifting colors and he can camouflage, but his, like I said, his skin's always kind of shifting. It's almost like camouflage in a way, but it can be different colors at times. It pretty much tries to blend in with his surroundings, so it's always just shifting until he decides to blend in. And he's really, really buff, so he has like some super strength in a sense. But that's probably like the main four, like the biggest four characters I would say to go over.
0: Oh, was that okay. too long?
1: That... I feel like that was really long.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. that's okay. We'll just cut half Honestly. of it later. It's it's. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> no, I've got like uh, one more serious question for you. Um, would you lift the U.S. embargo on Cuba, and what do you think that would do to the relationship between the U.S. and Cuba?
1: Cricket, cricket.
0: <laughs> too serious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
0: Let me change the category (laughs) real quick to (laughs) politics. Um.
1: (laughs) Like, um, so guys, I wrote this book. Have you heard of it?
0: (laughs) So just, uh, real quick, run us through everywhere. We can find this book, how we can support you, anything else you want to touch upon about the book that maybe I missed through this. And, uh, I guess the best way to follow what you're doing and, be
1: doing in the future? Um, so I do have a website. Um it's www.ammcpherson.com If you go there, you can find pretty much any links you need. Um The Guardian's Daughter is available wide, which means it's not it's available on more platforms than just Amazon. So it's available at like Barnes and Noble's Book a Million Target. ebooks like Target Yes, Target. I'm on Target.com, baby. Um, <laughs> but uh, So, you know, I have most of the links on my page on there. Um, I am most in- active on Instagram at AMC Writer. I pretty much post on there. I feel like almost pretty much almost every day. Sometimes I might take Sunday off. I'm also on Facebook at AMC Writer, which I post on there maybe like a once or twice a week maybe. But um, I have a Twitter, but... Don't follow me on there. I'm never on there. I'm like, oh, you yeah, have a Twitter, and I try to tweet like <laughs> once every two months, I think. I actually have like in my Twitter profile, like I'm most active on Instagram. Go follow me there. But um, but yeah, Instagram would definitely be the biggest platform to follow me on to stay up to date with what I'm doing. And uh, again, that's I'm at AMC Writer on there.
0: All right, nice. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with your book?
1: Good. You should buy it. (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, you know, I do have a (laughs) hashtag at AM to (laughs) 20,000. But um, no, seriously, actually, I do have available. If you sign up for my newsletter, if you go to my website, you can actually read the prologue and chapter one and two to see if you think it's something you like. If you like my writing style and the little bit that you get to read of it. So before you commit to buying it, you can pretty much try it out and then try um, I do Before have to buy it um so you can do that but yeah that's pretty much it oh it did when i did release it it did get to a number 103 103 in young adult superhero fiction so i can toot that horn toot toot
0: nice. um
1: so i was very yeah. happy for that i was really if i didn't have um
0: and, and unlike our 108 and there's a nerdy podcast and there's only 109 <laughs> Um, in existence yours actually is competing with a lot of different books so
1: but yeah i was really excited about that because i i first was like oh i'm not gonna pay attention to any rankings but when i saw it actually get close to being in the top 100 in that category i wish i i was a little disappointed that i couldn't push it over the final hump but there was other things going on that week that unfortunately um distracted me from being able to promote it as much as i really wanted to originally so i wasn't able to get over that hump and you know of course Release day is the biggest sales day, you know, especially for things like this. But uh, I was really excited. You know, if you want to check out reviews as well to get an idea, there's 17 actual, re- like, written reviews on goodreads.com for it. So you can check that out as well. But I think there's 11 reviews right now on Amazon. I um, will say, um, I do have, like, a trigger warning in it. Which, man, I saw some tr- serious hate on trigger warnings, like, the other, like, a week or two ago. People being like, who put, people who put trigger warnings in their book are lame. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, i want to warn have. people just in case they're sensitive to this stuff yeah, like damn put a, bro <laughs> put
0: a trigger warning to warn people who are triggered by trigger warnings yeah That's trigger warning a there's a trigger warning
1: <laughs> like but um you know violence strong language and themes of mental health i.e anxiety depression and mentions of suicide reader discretion is advised <laughs> So there there's that too cuz I did want to put that there, in there since it is a young guys. adult book.
0: There is a uh, a wonderful there's excerpt from strong language. From the yes. <laughs> now that you yes, have a that's real the idea. only excerpt
1: you need guys, that's the only one you need to know. <laughs> that's the whole book right there. <laughs> oh. But oh. no, you know, I wrote um I'm sure Joe you've heard this through um Russ, but you know, I wrote this book while I was struggling a lot with anxiety and postpartum depression pretty hard. So it's it was really special to me to write a book that you know, helped other people in a healthy way understand mental mental health and awareness, and yeah. that it's okay. And sometimes the strongest person in the room is actually the one who has the can be the one struggling the most. So
0: right, right.
1: But yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was, and fun. Get it was that, fun. You know, we get that I hope we can meet sometime
1: in real life. You know, maybe. Yeah, you know, no. I,
0: may- uh, maybe we I can meet sometime at a you. at a book signing or something. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that'd
1: be great. <laughs> i
0: still uh td i still have to get you to sign my copy but um yeah yeah we'll get there we'll get there uh you know we've got a.m mcpherson here and then we've got p.m mcpherson um
1: (laughs) (laughs) and on that note
0: (laughs) all right well well guys uh you know thank you Honestly, thank you for coming on and and having a lot of fun with us and for, for last episode and, you know, doing the, the superhero romances and, and then talking about the book and kind of sharing your adventure and, for for everybody listening as always, if you have any comments, uh, that you want to give to, to, to AM McPherson, uh, um, normally this is where I would share all of our social media, but just go to the fucking website and talk to her. Okay. I'm not a middleman. Okay.
1: Just go to Instagram. Go to my Instagram, bro. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, comment on her Instagram posts. She's on there all the time.
1: All the time. Like, honey,
0: eat your food. It's dinner time. Get off of Instagram. No. (laughs) But, guys, um, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 2dap2020 at gmail.com. Yes, I will pass on any messages if you're uncomfortable going to a different website. Don't worry about it. I will not. Um, I,
1: but my website's so pretty.
0: <laughs> it, it, it is. Don't go,
1: uh, version, <laughs> Don't go to the mobile version, though.
0: <laughs> Don't go to the mobile version of the website.
1: Go to the computer. I can't figure out the mobile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Check us out on uh, YouTube, Patreon. Uh, get in touch with us. Yeah, it we've is. got uh, we've got a bunch of interviews on there with not a McPherson. No, nope, um, just this one.
1: <laughs>
0: this is the only one with 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 her.
1: I mean, I have other interviews, but this is my only one with you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we were her third choice.
1: Actually, I think you guys are my eighth choice like
0: now. Nine, oh, <laughs> like, ninth. Oh, I mean, we were oh, low priority on
1: this. You, got, you, you just oh. talked to me about this the other week, tired oh. dad.
0: <laughs> so, man, couldn't even get the scoop on it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, we gotta, like, live with you to get, like, the... What, what, what do I need to do to get, get the inside scoop here? Sleep with you or something?
1: I'll tell you tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. All right. play 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 the next thing. Oh, okay. So I guess I should talk about next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. We will be live streaming on YouTube again. Uh, this is going to be a, a an ongoing He's thing. It's a lot of fun. The, the yeah. Meantime. Yep. This is this is where we're going to be. Uh, they bribed us. They they heard about the bump uh, and they wanted to be a part of it. The the two dat pump. Um, yeah. YouTube needs the needs the advertising. So, so we figured we with- <laughs> would help them out. <laughs> that do that sounded like I said. That pump, um, that's that's a completely different. Uh, that is that's on a different website. Um, what you can find that on our uh, on, wait. You can find that on our OnlyFans, um, which also <laughs> But yeah, we're g- we're going to be back on YouTube. We're going to be. Uh, kind of revamping. We're going to be discussing over the next week what our our next and new deep dive is going to end up being as well. Um so if you guys have any suggestions that you really really want us to to do, and in the meantime we are also reaching out to more people for our interview series. So we got got lots of stuff Whoa, going on. Were we supposed to be doing that? I look, I... don't don't take what I said like <laughs> La- two weeks ago okay that's exactly how i reacted <laughs> when you said you were reaching out to people <laughs> and i was like oh can, I, I, are fair, we allowed to do that i said people i meant person um <laughs> i sent an email it's same um i've literally reached out, out to, to like, like one no. person so far <laughs> uh, yeah and she blew me off she she went for the uh, eight other people before she came to do our podcast
1: i was like you know i'll think about this <laughs>
0: But as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Go buy The Guardian's Daughter.
1: Just do it! Buy it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love you all.